0: for now just that I have lots in store for the new year and upcoming episodes lots of awesome guests on my roster for you guys and in that spirit I have an awesome guest here in my house with me today who is another wonderful scad connection I feel like this is a recurring theme now on the podcast Um, but that's just where I am in my life right now I mean Besides being, you know, going from student to now employee. But I have my wonderful friend, Jesus, here. Hi. Hi. <laughs>
1: so thankful to be here.
0: I'm so glad we've been talking about doing this, like, kind of since we met when Forever. I started. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy, actually. Um, When I record this, which is going to be a bit from when it comes out, but it's my six months today. At wow. Like, actually six months
1: Congratulations. today. Congratulations. So, woo-hoo.
0: That's crazy. that's
1: crazy but so yeah basically for five months we've been putting this off yeah but what <laughs> the, the good thing is that i don't know i feel like when we met we just clicked and so mm-hmm. many things and we immediately talked about having this conversation i feel like mm-hmm. we've had many podcasts we just haven't recorded them right yeah <laughs>
0: just like a life podcast yeah. yeah absolutely um well you are also a scad grad correct which is i feel like I guess that's kind of how we connected at first, right? I feel like that's kind of how you connect with people at SCAD, is you're like, what's your yeah. SCAD story? Yeah, I and guess. I, some people have them, some people don't.
1: Yeah, I feel like we also, in where we work is immediately where where you know who, who's who been an alum or not, because mm-hmm. either we say it or or you just know, right? Yeah. Because of what you've been used to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember, yeah, we just clicked, and, and I remember that you were telling me about photography and what you studied and, and your experience doing it online as well. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we were just... We got along pretty well in, with music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You guys, if you remember from the last
0: episode, I totally... I, I'm your host, Leia Audrey. This is yeah. my <laughs> New Year's resolution is to introduce myself okay. at the beginning of the podcast because, you know...
1: yeah,
0: um, It's kind of like if you... What would YouTubers introduce themselves every time, right? Like, they have an intro in case that's, like, your first time ever watching a video, Uh right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same deal. So, yeah, it's still me. (laughs) (laughs) Posting hasn't changed. But, yeah, um, so we met at SCAD, and what, oh, gosh, this is, like, it's almost like I know so much already. It's, like, where do we start? Um, (laughs) Were you always, was your family artistic Like in your life, has that always been something that you kind of just fell into
1: because it was around you? Yeah, I, well, my dad, my dad is a, my dad is a pediatrician, but he's been a music lover from a very young age. Like he's always collected records, he's always collected CDs, you know, and I remember even he showed me one of America's, like the band, uh, Uh the record uh, that has, (laughs) you can do magic and all those tracks, Tin men and it's, you know, seventies and sixties. And my dad always just really always showed me music. And then my mom, my mom, she's a psychologist and a, 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 a dentist. She doesn't practice, you know, she, she, she became what I say, a great mom for me and my sister. And she was an actress. So she mm, acted, okay. she used to do when she was in, in in high school, middle school, I think a little bit in college, she would act in theater and do monologues. And at least in that in that regard, like either I was always influenced by the music that my dad listened to, different eras too, like 70s and my mom 80s. So I don't know. I feel like we always had a very musical um, household. But ni- neither of them play instruments. My sister painted from a very young age. And that got me into painting as well at least. I, I liked drawing more, but uh that that's it. Like other people and extended family, not really. They all do their own thing, you know. So you're kinda of like
0: trailblazers in your family as
1: far no, as <laughs> No, I think like I just I just think we we really liked, you know, art in general in our lives. it, it wasn't though I think the typical experience in Latin America though is that it's a secondary thing right Mm. or or for example my sister she painted and most of the paintings in my house are my sisters and she didn't she didn't continue that you know when she Uh, started studying
0: did were they always supportive though
1: yes okay that's cool that's i feel like that's
0: important you know unfortunately not everyone has that experience especially when their parents are in a different like discipline you know or something like that absolutely um i feel lucky and it's similar in my family because I mean, my dad and my mom have both kind of dabbled in artistic things as well. Like they have their hobbies, but my dad was an electrical engineer and my mom was a computer programmer. Right. And they always have been really supportive of me too. But it's just a really interesting like, yeah. Okay, well, they did this for fun, and it was different for them, like growing up, right. money wise, but.
1: Now here I am like <laughs> Right, like there's always an appreciation like and, and like now I'm remembering my dad did play like flute and stuff like they he oh, did nice. play a few instruments, but it's still like he was like so focused on becoming a doctor, you know, or mm-hmm. doing other things. And that's when I say that it's a little different. But uh but I agree, like I am I, I feel lucky that I was in a you know, that they were very supportive always. Mm-hmm. For sure. For yeah. sure.
0: Oh
1: that's what Lexus awesome. got Really. yeah
0: okay so yeah i was gonna well before we get to there yeah yeah yeah. so you painted a lot when you were a kid oh, yes. and you were influenced by music yeah in what way like you just like listening to it a lot
1: and yeah. like just uh, like, collecting is, music. that's a good that's a good and you just brought me back i really started singing uh with my sister we were like, we would, like, it. I feel like a lot of people start this way, but they sing at church. Mm, mm-hmm. But I really liked um, opera. I really liked opera as a kid. <laughs> and... Like, you were just into that? I just also re- from them? Or is that something you found on your own? I found on my own. Like, they liked Andrea Bocelli. They mm-hmm. liked some artists, but it wasn't, like, something that I... I just know. I just really liked that. I remember Andrea Bocelli, I really liked particularly. <laughs> and when I was in third grade so and, and as a you know you, you're in kindergarten then you go to first and second first and second for me was like I remember I would write poems and we'll get back to the present right but I would write poems they wouldn't rhyme <laughs> back then and, and I remember I would even make up words to kind of make it oh, work nice. sometimes okay. And that's when I started getting into music, too, because I really liked the music, like just how words sound usually. And so for me, like Andrea Bocelli, uh, a few songs really marked me from like a very young age. And and funnily, I was humming this song, uh, you know, Time to Say Goodbye in English, Con Te Partido. And my music teacher heard me like, you know, humming and... And I remember he he told me right on the spot, like, can you please sing it? Do you know the words? And he started playing it. I started singing. And he, he asked me, like, what, what would you think of, you know, performing this for the music festival that we're going to have for the all the bilingual, national bilingual schools of Honduras? I was in second, third grade. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And so, nervous and, and very nerve-wracking and, and everything, but I really enjoyed it. I participated in it. I even got a medal, I remember. So I think that's what really got me into, like, the actual performing side Mm -hmm. of things. And it just so happened that, of course, you think of, like, a six, seven-year-old singing Andrea Bocelli.
0: Yeah. at a
1: high pitch. Uh, It's just very unusual. At least it was back then. Yeah. So I just stayed on with that genre, mainly, like opera and then shifting into boleros and jazz and that's what got me into actually singing
0: oh wow
1: yeah
0: is that something that i ever tell you this was news to me too Oh wow um that's funny i just imagine a little little kid running around singing opera it's so funny
1: yeah no it's over it, it is super funny and you know i think in I mentioned to you a little bit about, yeah, you we were going to say, that's honestly
0: kind of flattering, but immediately the teacher was like, can you sing that? Like opera's not just like easy to sing. It's not like Hilary Duff. Where yeah. You're like, yeah. Can you just sing Come Clean? Well, like, and it's
1: also, and 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 like legit opera singers, maybe listening will will be like, oh, pre-, you know, like some songs, you know, are arias and actual opera songs, which I did later perform, but especially like artists like Josh Groban or like, and Robert Shelley would sing stuff and kind of pop, popify them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it kind of makes sense. And yes, I mean, it's just, it was funny. Like I just had, I have a natural high pitched voice even by speaking right now. Mm-hmm. But back then, you know, I was a kid. So it was like,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh my gosh. No yeah. shade to pop music. By no, the way. I love, no. I'm a pop fan. I I'm just pop. saying it's just interesting to think about like when you, Think about vocal technique, Absolutely. like a young child, Absolutely. just leaning towards that. Oh, and there's like, a that's lot of and pop too. Also. Oh, for oh, sure, for sure. And just I- different, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I-, I I would sing Kelly Clarkson in um the talent show when I was growing up in yeah. middle school. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to see. I, I there are videos, so oh, I'll have I, my dad bring show. them out of yeah, the, you show me. the woodworks. But I also grew up like singing as well because my dad played guitar. And we talk about that a little bit on yeah. his episode, but yeah, he played guitar and he always would like sing with me or sing me in a bed or like we would sing James Taylor songs together all the time.
1: Oh, growing up, that's so funny that you say James Taylor because mm-hmm. when I started singing, this is so funny <laughs> because I as as I kept on going and I started I started doing more professional gigs like doing fundraisers and stuff like that, and so my dad. You know, he loves music from the 70s, mm-hmm. as I mentioned. And one of the things he really loved, he loved uh, You've Got a Friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, James mm-hmm. Taylor. Yeah. And I started, sing- I started singing that. I started singing that.
0: Yeah. James Taylor is the bomb. Like, um, my dad was always playing him growing up. Also that and um, Christopher Robin, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um,
0: he would always sing that to me growing up. So it's cool that I feel like also song and dance are those two things that are natural, like human expression, right? So it's in all of us, even if we're like, quote, good at it or not, right? So when you're younger, before you care what people think, you just naturally do it, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not for everyone, obviously, but I feel like it's just this thing that you see kids, you know, they're running around, they're humming, Mm -hmm. they're singing a song, they're latching onto something that they're interested in doing that. And then it's just like, do you continue that or branch off into something else, I suppose,
1: yeah. you know? Well, and, and I I agree. Like, I think our voice really is, like, our first instrument. And mm-hmm. it's so embedded into who we are and at least who we think we are, you know? And, and, and that idea. Have you ever had vocal training? I've had... So that was another thing. Like, growing up, I didn't have as much uh, vocal training because I was singing these... Have you heard, like, usually... Like, in maybe you've seen videos of, like, very young children from Mexico singing, like, mariachi songs, and they have, like, this deep voice.
0: Mm-mm. No?
1: No. Well, back then, uh, you would see this. And sometimes when kids, like, forced their voice into singing, like, very intense and demanding songs like these, that would change the, like, your development of your vocal cords. Oh, so, wow we try i i had guidance like i had breathing control and stuff like that like that my teacher same one who uh heard me the first time who would teach me you know like the die whole, you know the diaphragm breathing and all that like using your head voice and your chest voice and all of that mm-hmm. so i i did that as i was performing mainly but i didn't really have of course he taught me like The warm-ups and stuff like that. But it wasn't like, uh, okay, every week I'm going to have voice lessons with him. Right. It wasn't until my master's, really, my master's, that I did have uh, vocal lessons. Um, I briefly had, well, I mean, I was always in chorus Mm -hmm. class, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But my parents did have me, like, voice lessons for a a short period of time. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like it
1: no i yeah and I agree. um
0: and i now looking back i'm like i was just kind of lazy as a kid if i'm being honest like yeah. i i just wanted to be i didn't realize what perfectionism was as a child like uh, i didn't have a concept of that so yeah. when i wasn't good at something right away i would just want to quit and yeah
1: that's you know that's now
0: funny. i can identify that as yeah. an adult and of course my parents would be like no you can't quit like you
1: signed up for this like so yeah. you need to see it through and that would make me butthurt Yeah, you know? like, like my oh. parents did the same thing my parents would Put me into different kinds of sports and stuff, and they let me choose. I just if yep. I wasn't doing well, correct. I'd be like, I need
0: to quit correct. now. Let correct. me
1: out. Yeah, <laughs> so like, no,
0: you signed up for this. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyways, diverged. But <laughs> <laughs> so I also w- had like an just an experience growing up, also singing, which is a cool thing that I don't feel like we've yeah. ever necessarily talked we, we about never, before. Yeah, um. Do. But I was in chamber choir as well. Did you ever like read music? Yes. Like Can you read music? I can. Yeah.
1: Um. And we had. Like obviously, like I can, <laughs> I can sight read like basics. I can kind of see also. Um, I mean, I, I for my masters we we didn't really have to do that. It was more music production and mm-hmm. technology based. But throughout my years in high school and middle school and college, you know, especially singing at the university, um, I would get music sheet. I had to you mm, know, yeah. be able to read that and. Um, so, what, What like, happened
0: in your life, like, continuing on that led you to SCAD, like, um, and also in something besides singing? Like, as you continued through your life, did you want to, like,
1: write, produce, make mm-hmm. music? Like, was that the goal, or? It's fun. It's, it's really interesting that you ask me now, too, because I've been rethinking about how I've thought of what I wanted to do for the past decade. And... Really, at when I was in high school, I felt, first of all, I want to say that 17 is too young to kind of decide what you really want to do with your life. For sure. I think 18 years old, you know, it's still super young. And there's so much pressure around. You have so many many people around you asking, what are you going to do? What are you going to study? Where are you going to go? Right. And I feel like here, it's more like, oh, where are you going to go? Right. Yeah. And, And all that. And it's so much pressure and and you know they tell you like oh it's one of those decisions that's so important and it is by all means it is but it's also for me like as I've learned that it just really has to do with what brings the most value to your life and what makes your life meaningful right Mm -hmm. so back then I had always been I love philosophy. I love physics. I love like very technical things. I can speak for hours to about quantum mechanics and stuff like that. Cause I really like it. So, and I was in high school. I thought, well, maybe I should study something like engineering or maybe I should follow my dad's steps and be a doctor. But part of me also didn't want to, to be in fourth year of medicine and wanting to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew that I knew that. So when Scad came, SCAD, Scad came and did a visit. Oh, they came to, your they school. Came to my school. Yeah, and and I love Franiel Salaya. He's st- he he's not at Scad anymore, but he has his own very cool endeavor called Iladi. And he was such a he did a fantastic Scad presentation. Of course, needless to say that I that I really liked. I really liked the idea that there was this place where you can. Study <laughs> art and design, and and you know, I just like that idea. And I thought, oh my gosh, yes, I've painted and drawn. Why don't I keep doing that and you know mm-hmm. find something that kind of blends all of that? So back then, for me, was architecture, and I started getting into that when I started speaking with Renio, starting to speak with other designers. I started to see that, for example, so many fashion designers or sneaker designers started out as architects and and even Virgil Abloh who was like the the creative director for Louis Vuitton studied architecture oh wow they did music too like he would make beats with Kanye too because he was from Chicago as well and you start seeing like people like Tom Ford right who Mm -hmm. studied architecture too or the guy that designed the Jordan threes all the way till the tens or 12. I don't remember. I don't even know. Tinker Hadfield studied architecture as well. So I, I was, I don't know why I just came into this rabbit hole of like realizing that if I study something design based like that, I can, I can do anything. Like I can design as an architect. I feel like I can design phones. I can design clothes. I can design mm, yeah. watches and, it's like multi use. Yeah, yeah. If knowing back then, you know, maybe I would have if if available back then, something like user experience or something that opened more possibilities, maybe I would have something studied something like that. But I once I was getting into my intro to architecture class, I was like, no, this is this is good. Now, why didn't I study music? Because I'm sure like so many people are thinking that, mm-hmm. or you're thinking that, and. I mean honestly like speaking from a very honest perspective I had so many conversations with my family and friends where where they were where I wanted to audition to Juilliard and Berkeley and and I even got an opportunity where I could go to a conservatory in Italy and you know st- become an opera singer and stuff whoa but I I don't know. I just really it came also from a place of fear, especially coming from a country like Honduras, where there's political and economical instability and and security issues and stuff. And growing up, I think um, we think, and and this is something that happens in my job when I speak with parents is we tend to 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 go after more stable positions like engineering or medicine and all these majors and out of a place of fear and out of a place of protection for sure of stability and brainwash fear brainwash for sure combo. for sure and so to be honest i i saw music like yes i could do this i have always been very driven i still am like even though you know i know that i'm not 100 percent, fully living off my music i still am very confident and driven that you know i have something to share mm-hmm. and i've always felt that however i also have this realistic set of feet always on the ground and acknowledging that i need to do things to get me to where i want and that's mainly been my trajectory and the way I've made my own decisions. Whoa, right? Because I'm just trying to rationalize <laughs> mm-hmm. for what I'm doing right now. But uh, yeah, I, I guess that's what I've been doing. And so when SCAD presented itself, you know, where, yes, you can you can keep singing because they gave me the opportunity to keep singing for the university and, and be as involved in the performing arts. And you can study design. then that was like my only opportunity, right? That I mm-hmm. could take and that I could let me... Leave out of the country because I had already been singing in venues for six thousand people. I was wow. already singing for for fundraisers and events and stuff like that, and I wasn't making money. Yeah, really. yeah. So if I and and that's the reality, <laughs> in Latin america Tale oldest as time. Yeah, I mean. So it's exposure. OK, oh, no, I had so many people do that. <laughs> Sorry, man. I had to, I had to <laughs> say it. we all heard it. Oh, man.
0: But that makes that makes sense, though. And I think, you know, listening to you talk about it, it's interesting because I had a very similar experience myself where, well, my mom, being as smart as she is, she, you know, she did dual enrollment. And then she finished her school in like two years and then wow. she had like a career really yeah. well-paying, wow. you know, great jobs, like yeah. just great career, all that. Um, and she was like, Oh, well I just looked up, you know, what was the most high paying job at the time that was yeah, like yeah. super, super hard, you know? Yeah. And that's what I just picked so that I could have a good life, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad that it worked out for her. And she did, I mean, she's stable right now. She's retired, had a great career, you know, has set herself up for success um, absolutely but i can't just i couldn't do that i couldn't no. like take a shot in the dark and so when i graduated high school in 2013 I'm gonna age myself um <laughs> I, the photography space was very different yeah. i'm not, i am also very driven and entrepreneurial and know that i have something to share too Absolutely, but it was it. way more competitive back then yeah. and i'm not cutthroat like that and i don't mm-hmm. want to have to program myself to be so when i revisited this when i started online in 2020 like it it's just made more sense. It's like there's so many other avenues. Like the whole industry is structured oh, yeah. differently. There's so many more opportunities. There's yes. space for everyone, especially with just the internet alone, the rabbit hole you could go down. But I think that's just like so common. Like we said earlier, like not knowing what you want to do at that age. Yeah. It's it happens to a lot of people and it can be a weird thing to try. You have to keep that balance, right? Of mm-hmm. reality versus dreams because yes. you don't want to be homeless and like no not like you know you don't want to be struggling you don't yes. want to not be able to pay your bills because you're doing something you love but you can't be correct i wouldn't say successful that's not the right word but you know what i'm saying I financially sound correct and that discipline exactly so i think it can be like I, I don't know like the the wraparound point here i'm trying to make but it's just really interesting that we have a similar experience and i think Absolutely. you talk to a lot of artists who think the same way yes because of us trying to be practical but then also because of society being like of course. this isn't blah blah and so i'll i'll tie the string together through all of the like scad guests i've had so far in the podcast where we talk about how i feel like kind of a broken record but that's something i really appreciate about scad's mission mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. No starming artists like no starving preparing artists, people yeah. to have those jobs and making those connections, but mm-hmm. not to make my podcast like scat I was thinking about
1: that recently. Yeah, I was, was like, just
0: like, I need to chill. It's just <laughs> like <laughs> so relevant I'm, in my life right now, and it's where I'm meeting people. I was you know? just thinking about that when I
1: was talking about it. Like, when, you know, speaking of when Freniel gave his presentation, I was thinking like, okay, I don't want to seem like I'm just or like just like here like promoting. A, scat. Yeah, no, oh, no, 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 no. But but it's but I it, mean it, it's, they have been an integral part of our. our life development and experience.
0: Yeah, yeah for as sure as artists for so, sure um so you ended up going to the school and yes. you had i
1: mean a good experience like what was your oh, experience yeah. like i i was you were in savannah correct? i was in savannah yeah. and i was one of those kids that said yes to everything yeah i did too <laughs> and and i i you know i was an ra i was a uh, resident assistant i was an orientation assistant i i assisted in the film fest my first quarter i did a career fair you know i would do lots of things i started singing for the university so i'd go to all the graduations and all these things and and then i remember all my friends were from all different majors and so i would go to the fibers open houses and see what they, they were working on i would go to i was dating a a fashion student, so oh, nice. so I would go. You know, I was getting familiarized with what was happening because mm-hmm. of the people that are around me. And no, absolutely, the four years I got were were really great. And I kept singing. That was mm-hmm. the, my main thing. Like, oh my gosh, I get to because it was part of what I had to do. I had to meet twice a week, two and a half hours. Think of it like another class, mm-hmm. where I literally just had to sing and rehearse and when we had shows then that's when it would get tricky because then i would have class from 8 a.m to 10 a.m then rehearsal from 11 to 1 then class if it was an architecture studio class from 1 to 4 and then tech if it was tech week in a in a show in savannah then i would have from 5 p.m till it was good you know Mm -hmm. that that was like and it was, it was like, I, I said it too in my address and in, in my graduation at Berkeley, where it was like, it's an, it's exhausting, but it's a, uh, it's the good kind of exhausting, you know? Uh, yeah. I like to say that you are doing what you love.
0: So you graduated from SCAD in when? 2018. 2018. And then you worked in like the architecture
1: I world worked, for... Yes. How long? For two years. Two years. I started working with them actually with this firm for my sophomore year. I interned with them. I kept um, I kept in touch with them. I still do. And worked for two years and then I then after the two years working full time I did it was great. It was the only thing it was in Saint Simon's Island so south of savannah halfway mm. from savannah to jacksonville it was such a big change from what savannah was because i had all my friends then suddenly all my friends are spread out around globally right and then i'm by myself in this little island with mostly retired wealthy people mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm the only latino like yeah in the area yeah right. at least you know as far as i could see uh, but it was good. I had a great time. Working. What do you feel
0: like you got from that, that internship and that time there for uh, your own design and process?
1: I, well, for my own design, well, I, <laughs> I was going to answer what, what I got, like in terms of character growth, mm-hmm. I felt, and I feel that I, I learned how to comfortably be alone. Like, finding... uh, Like, in that time period, just being in that area. Absolutely. I had, like, such a deeper understanding of what an appreciation of, you know, having your own space was, Mm -hmm. and, and being comfortable being alone, creating, or doing things for you. Needless to say, that after college, of course, like, that was such a big transition, that... I was uncomfortable in the loneliness yet I wasn't alone because I knew that I had my friends I knew I had my family I wasn't you know in in like a dark place but kind of you know it was Mm -hmm. like it was still adjusting so in turn that time creatively and design wise I learned so much about people and I loved sitting with, uh, with my clients and really listening to what they wanted and and kind of show them what they wanted and then what we suggested and usually they would see what they wanted was not what they really wanted and right to what we suggested i really liked working with my team i loved that every day was about learning so many things that's purposeful what i did too i i didn't want to go to a big firm In architecture, you could go to these, like, really, really big firms and do, like, amazing projects. But they would be, like, big developments or big buildings. And, you know, if you think of a building, it's just a copy-paste of... Mm -hmm. No, I mean, every floor plan may be different, but it's very similar. Whereas a house, every house is unique. Mm -hmm. And while it was high-end residential, so bigger budgets and nicer finishes, I learned a lot about that. Part of me also started thinking of, okay, this isn't also the kind of architecture that I love where it's, mm, you know, timeless or or mainly built to last. You know, of course, we were building it to last generations and families. But I was thinking very deeply into what architecture really what it meant and was. And also, it was a time where I really delved deeper into learning produ- producing you know and producing myself and started learning heavily how to record myself like getting my first mic and and stuff yeah
0: so you the
1: whole time you were there though
0: are you still like making music yes. this time period? so yeah. that's something that just never stopped no this no. carried on yeah i basically would, from when yeah. you started I which is do, cool because yeah. it's like you're still putting in the work even if it's not like the main focus of your life that's yeah. still like
1: years of experience I would sing at bars I would (laughs) sing at bars in the island I would sing I would sometimes bring my microphone in the office because I didn't because I didn't have a good soundproof area in my apartment (laughs) which I've done here (laughs) that's so funny I will record stuff in you know in buildings and and just bring my microphone and have my laptop and record stuff and 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 yeah So I would do that and, you know, started learning more. And then I started realizing, you know, I was, what, what, how old I was, 20, 21, 21, 22. I was getting like a lot of anxiety of like, okay, I don't want to stay in the comfort of a good job. And wonder 10 years down the line, what would have happened if I had studied at Juilliard or Berkeley. Mm. So that's when, before the pandemic, I decided to apply. And see what happened. And so then the pandemic hit, but I still decided to leave. Wow! And so you got? It. Did you apply both? I I did apply. I got in both. In oh in, wow! Um,
0: you got into both. Yeah. Geez, yeah. what a flex! Oh my gosh!
1: No, 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 no! But um. But like, what made you choose one over the other? I remember, I wanted to. Well, I was looking at different options, too. I was looking at different programs. I, I wanted something that was just uh, short, too, and something that I did not most programs in, in New York, for example, want you to stay longer than two years or two years from what I saw at the time. And then Berkeley had this really cool program where it was one year of Masters of Music, and it was in music production. And I thought, I think, of course, I can become a better singer. But I didn't want to go into a school where I wanted, where I would just stay a singer. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I went to a sound engineering program, then I could learn how to produce myself and others. So, so okay, so, yeah. <laughs> questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your master's is in music production. Correct. My master's okay. is in music. My, my, my master's is a master of music in music production, technology, and innovation. That's the full. Okay. Time. And, but
0: to get it, though, how did you get in? Like, what was your application process like? Because oh, okay. usually the master's program, like, generally there's some kind of prerequisite yeah, well, that sure. you need. Well, so, yeah, like, how did you bypass that?
1: There were, like, many interviews, Uh, The way it works, too, is that you have to propose like a thesis. They call it a a CE. Um, Ah gosh, I forgot what the C stands for. But it's basically like your your thesis, the experience that you want to create while you do this program. So my thesis was, okay. what do I know? Right. Architecture in music. I can show that I'm proficient in music because I've had a career as a singer. I'm going to school because I want to learn like the engineering side of things. But I have a deep understanding of what architecture and design is. So my thesis that I worked on was on blending both architecture and music. How sure. you can use music to design architecture and how you can make music from architecture. What does that mean, right? Because it's so ethereal yeah. and esoteric. Mm-hmm. I would basically explore. I, I, I'm still working on lots of things and, uh, and it's stuff that I'm actually doing, uh, which is very exciting. But basically, I would take spaces and reinterpret them as music. You know, there's things in, in design and in music that are interchangeable, like rhythm and harmony and, and things. Once you start making relationships, then it makes sense. I don't know. Maybe I've heard of synesthesia too, and you know, mm-hmm. like. Synesth- where
0: do you like get the original idea of like, like where do you get that inspiration <laughs> of like? Does it come from the space or the sound or some like marriage of both?
1: I my one of my last projects. This is so funny because my friends would make fun of me always uh, because it was funny. Because <laughs> I because one of the things I love talking. You know, I love talking to people, <laughs> and my friends. In, in college it's kind of in my studio they would make fun of every time i presented because they would they would tell me like no like you present really well so you just paint the whole thing and so <laughs> so you, they would say i had a project where i wrote a song called moon running have i showed you this song? Uh-huh. i'll show you after the, the podcast um it's a song about how the sun, no, how the moon is in love with the sun. And how, have I shown you this?
0: No, but I literally, my grandma wrote a short story about that. And I did a photo oh, book project listen, listen, on it. So listen. that's just a really weird tie that together. so weird. Like literally about the forbidden love between the
1: moon and the sun. Exactly. And that, I would, <laughs> I would say, I, would, I, I wrote a song about how, She spends all her night chasing him from the dark to the light. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Dude, what the heck? She spends all her night chasing him from the dark to the light.
0: No, that's seriously insane because... Wow. My uh, grandma wrote that story on a typewriter, like, when she lived in
1: Germany, like, early in her life. So that's a really crazy connection i even stole like in the chorus so it was just like that like she spends all her night chasing him from the dark to the light and i i took a, a a shakespeare verse pale for her grief i don't remember what it was from and pale for her grief she's fallen in love it's the moon running towards the sun wow so the song was about that like our, mm-hmm. uh, she was in love and so my building was like two buildings separate Separated but uh, connected by a canopy mm. that had like a opening, and the light changed depending on the moon phase. Wow. So, obviously, that was like taking inspiration from the song that I wrote mm-hmm. to an actual building. Right. So that was when it started, like this idea. And this is not a novel novelty idea. Like people have tried to do certain things. So I do think that I have tried to dive deeper into the things that I wanted to do, and and I'm still doing. Where, what it would be like if I scanned this room, and put it in a synthesizer? What would that sound like? Oh, wow! And that's the stuff that I started doing and working. It's super exciting. Oh, that's cool. So because it's a lot of sound design and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or what if I, what if I did the opposite? What if I scanned what, what if I take the music and see, spread it around the stereo field and and see what that space looks like, mm, mm-hmm. you know? And so it can be either way. You, same thing happens with color. So, so it can in, go back and
0: forth. Yes. Like it kind of just, yeah. one goes to the other,
1: goes to the other. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like this fluid
0: exchange yeah. of like idea to... Yeah.
1: Ultimately, I would love to do an installation. Oh, where cool. Where you it's you like
0: you would experience it by being in the space and experiencing the audio. Whoa. That's one of,
1: that's one of my goals. <laughs> that's one of my goals. That's one of the stuff that I'm working on.
0: And so when you're working on something like this, and I um, think this is something difficult for me as an artist that I can always still work on, but do you let it kind of take on a life of its own, too. As you started working on it, like, does it evolve as you're creating it? You know, where like you're Absolutely. like, oh, okay, yeah. Here's where I started. Here's where I'm ending yeah. up. You know, oh, yeah. And I started like, like, how do you adjust as you're going along? And you're like, okay, this is maybe not exactly as I originally imagined it. Like, what's your process to getting it where you imagined it?
1: I've learned that it's good to just see where it, where it goes. One of my favorite things to say is to have high standards below expectations. I think I've told you that. Yeah mm-hmm. where I like that where, saying. Yeah, yeah, it's from the minimalists that I really like uh, Josh and Ryan. And basically like having that idea of like just see where it goes, just see where it goes. And, and that's I, I try I do this whenever I write, whenever I, whenever I write music. Or, you know, as I've been consistently trying to write every day, uh, especially poetry or lyrics, just start with an idea and see where it goes. And sometimes, you know, um, sometimes you have you kind of stumble in things or melodies that you are great and amazing and you wouldn't have gotten there if you hadn't uh, failed in attempting to do the other one that you right. were trying to. Right, mm-hmm. for sure. And sometimes it is like that. And... But just letting ideas flow. Just when I write, it's I'm not trying to think. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I, or, yeah. or I'm trying to say, "Oh, this sounds good. I want to see what I can rhyme it to." And it just kind of like one of the things I, I one of the verses I really loved recently too that I really liked was about worth the worth paying the tax something it was like worth the pain worth paying like paying the tax if it's worth the pain of like pain yeah or as writing a as writing but trying trying to hide with the penment i don't know like something mm-hmm. like like writing but hiding with the penments like i i really like that verse you know that's just from happening from writing so with something like architecture with this project i had to change Courses all the time because initially I wanted to do something big. I couldn't because of COVID. Okay, so what do I do? What else am I good at? Three D modeling. Okay, then I started working, and okay, I don't have my architecture three D model software with me. What tools do I have? So I started learning Blender and and free tools, and and I'm not super proficient or anything, but it's learning and finding the passion through it, and mm-hmm. going back to what you told me about your mother. There's this, uh, maybe you know him, because he's a photography video YouTuber called Matty Hapoya. Mm-mm. He's very good friends with Peter McKinnon, mm. another YouTuber uh, in photography. And he, not long ago, he did a video about how he would say, his advice would be not not follow your passion, just learn. Because your passion will grow from what you learn. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. Like, I've learned... As you know, when I did my job, I started learning that I really loved the 3D modeling aspect of architecture. Mm. Like, I, I just could do it. You know, I could do it for hours and do it fast. And I love the finishes. And I love d- learning that so many things now are so interchangeable with like visual effects and like mm-hmm. animation and stuff like that so i think is leaning into the mistakes having an idea having a direction of what you want to do but be open to where it goes to
0: yeah like don't be too tied to an end product yeah it can't doesn't have to look exactly like this by the time i'm done because then you're like jipping yourself of the whole journey through like the experience Also, that's
1: what makes it unique i think for sure
0: and that's what what's the hardest part of the creative process for you like where do you feel like you you
1: trip up the most uh i would say for all of us and for me in particular finishing just good yeah finishing right yeah like it's uh, uh is it
0: is it because you procrastinate or is it because
1: of what comes after you finish it when you put it out into the world oh oh okay good both like i liked uh, i mean most often i know when people say they're perfectionist they i know for a fact that they procrastinate
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and that's sure. something that I, I mean i do that's something I think that I've a learned. lot of people that's do. something that
1: i learned because and and sometimes i do it myself as well where you know you want it to be the best um condition it can be for you to not fail and start it you know if i'm going to do this painting that i want to be in a studio not distracted and therefore you procrastinate even starting uh same goes with finishing Jeff, I had a drawing teacher. His name was Jeffrey Markowski. Drawing 100.
0: Or 101,
1: whatever it is. Um, He said, someone asked, or maybe I asked, when do you know a drawing is finished? And he said, it just stuck with me, this quote. A drawing is never finished. It just stops in interesting places.
0: Mm. Interesting,
1: okay. I like that too. Me too, because you could go you can just keep yeah you you just you have to decide when to finish
0: mm-hmm.
1: and for me that's one of the toughest things to learn and and because it's so different from every single thing that you create because mm-hmm. of course you can keep going of course you can keep rehearsing those lines but you know mm-hmm. you're just gonna do it as good as you's gonna get mm-hmm. and and you have to be uh trusting the process that you've done all this way to kind of get there right and that's what makes you an artist I think. yeah for sure so you now what's
0: like the outside of you know us working at Scad? <laughs> what well, what's the focus of the like projects in your life like what are you, the pro like what you were talking about mm-hmm. doing you're still just working on that currently yeah
1: i am i'm really i really want to you know, I, ever since I started posting these poems and I've had... You were asking me if I was getting, like, messages. And I have been getting, like, messages where they've really liked them or or I once I got this really nice message of how whatever that was that day really spoke to them or it relates. Lots of people think I'm writing about them, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really want to do, like, I like stories you know that's that's of course some verses are from real experience and maybe even specific about people in to some extent but now that i'm collecting and doing this as a habit i want to collect those and put them out in some sort of format so i'm trying to experiment with like uploading videos and Mm -hmm. see how those do and and hopefully later in the future i can have like a bigger body of work where I can actually publish something. So I'm working on that. Cause I already have so many,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I have to edit. Right. And, yeah. and see which ones are those. Cause they're all not great. Right. At least for <laughs> me, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the point you just have to keep on doing. So I, I'm working on that. I, I even want to keep on going with the 3d stuff. I, it's been so hard with like other priorities and work. And that's been my major challenge. Because there's only so many hours in the day, right? And mm-hmm. you have to rest. You have to eat. You have to also take care of other things. And you have to work. And I felt sometimes that I've neglected, like, the making music. or That's why I've been writing so much. Because it's literally the only thing that I've been able to keep myself accountable and do it in a few minutes. Whereas put going into the computer and working 3D stuff or going into the computer and make a beat right it, it takes some time but yeah wanna... and you have
0: to like switch into that mode too like you yeah. can't just like enter a flow state by sitting down and just but
1: see now i have all this like backlog of like so much ideas for lyrics right and so many are and know oh, so many i've already started to use that now and also on my computer i have so many beats that's what i was trying to do yesterday just like blending stuff and it just came really fast So, this next year, I really want to keep on growing my project, MidSoul. It's been a year since I've launched a song, which is crazy. And What's it called? It's called Good Things Take Time. And where is it? (laughs) By MidSoul on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever. Yeah. Not on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) But... but, um, but yeah, I, I really want to keep on, because that started as a, I'm just going to post my music and that's ultimately what I want to do. Just like post and whatever it connects with people and that kind of music that I want to write is about very specific, you know, those f- feelings and mm-hmm. emotions and without the the pressure of it being a certain kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So I really want to focus on that and just keep on working my stuff
0: what's something that you wish that you knew starting out and i i would apply this i would say to like music you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: i what's something you wish you were new uh wish what's something you wish you knew when you were six before you were seven when you got your oh, wow. uh opera gig you know
1: <laughs> wow i no really though like no what? No, no but yeah i no, but even even the reason I went to get my master's in music wasn't I learned my idea was selfishly. I feel like sometimes you do we like as artists, we love making art, right? We mm-hmm. love what it feels like to be present making art or performing or acting, whatever it is your thing. In this in this in these industries, it's easy to To confuse like success or your idea of success to being famous or having this many clients or going this many places or mm, thinking that because I'm going there, then I'll be enough, you know, Mm -hmm. or or because I will go there, then I will be able to go somewhere else. And I remember, for a moment, I thought, you know, I'm going to go where where my one of my favorite musicians have gone to study, right? I want to go where John Mayer went to study, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe that means, you know, then things will happen. I remember thinking that in high school, and and you know, this was before even Scott. And how wrong is that perspective of like comparing yourself with others? Mm-hmm. And thinking that because you did, someone else did whatever, then you, that you should do it too. And that is so not the case. And for me, even, like, being close with so many people in the industry and people that I appreciate and I respect in the music, there's lots of things in, in the industry with labels and stuff that, like that that I don't really love. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I had stuck to my guns and, you know, like... I'm gonna go to LA and just like work at a recording studio and not being paid enough because that's just because the norm is. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have probably hated it because yeah. I had offers to go mm-hmm. to work at studios, but they weren't gonna even pay me enough to survive in yeah. bank or LA. Whatever. Yeah, and you just can't do that. I mean, you can't do that, and yeah. and I think you going again another quote that I like from Josh and Ryan for the minimalist is. Sometimes the workplace for a baker to work at is a bakery because you never really get to bake what you want. And at least now with my time, with the time that I choose to invest on what I want, I'm baking what I want. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So uh, just that, I would wish I had known that sooner because I think I would have created so much more without the pressure of it has to work or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good one. I agree for myself too, um, and rolling into the new year because by time this episode is coming out, um, let's see, it's, it will be the, the second week in December. Uh-huh. Um, and so looking at just the new year, what is something that is in your mind for just the general creative collective for a wish for the upcoming year?
1: I, I always try that my new year, I think this twice when I, on my birthday and New Year's, I try and remember, okay, this has to be your best year yet. Mm-hmm. And just having that mindset. Yeah. Just like, okay, this, like this year that you just lived is your best year yet. This year that's currently coming. Mm-hmm is going to be even
0: better
1: mm. and just like having
0: that mindset yeah, yeah. oh that's great so i to try to think that it's we
1: are it's practice it's
0: work we all you know i think have to work can work on just being kinder to ourselves in general right just yeah. as a population and just being easier on ourselves and that like just be nice to yourself exactly. you know yeah yeah. <laughs> that's a big one for me I think like yeah. especially creative types because I know a lot of us can be hard on ourselves cuz yeah. we
1: do need to be disciplined you yeah, know Yeah that's such um, a big part of it But where can the people find you They can go on Instagram at Mitsol Music actually Mitsol Music on all platforms and they can look up Mitsol on Spotify iTunes apple music really wonderful itunes really gives off my age <laughs> <laughs> uh, like and of
0: course it, on the creative footnotes instagram will have yes. him featured so you can find him tagged yeah. on there as well um but thank you for letting me pick your brain a little bit. We are actually going to a concert yes. tonight. Such um, an integral night. artist, too. Yeah, Roosevelt, if you yes. guys are familiar, in here in Atlanta. Um, so we're going to go like hang out and get ready for that. Yeah. But I'll talk good. to you guys again soon. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank, thank for you coming. so
1: much. I and
0: you. sharing your wisdom with the world. Yeah, and you, you guys time. stay tuned for his debut album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone.